This is a special world report with a friend of Megagoria. We have a lot of people always giving us feedback about what they've read or what they've heard on a radio broadcast. Last Thursday, April 1st, we did a broadcast called Birth and Nursed by dot, dot, dot. And if you listen to it, you will hear the answer of a lot of the situations we are under, who birthed it. And on April 6th, I accompanied the broadcast before with the writing called It's Here, She's Here. And it shook a lot of people up. Not that I wanted to shake people up, but I want to lay out the truth. And when you learn the truth and you've been innocently been walking another way, doesn't mean that you're necessarily guilty of something. We have three letters. We're going to read one after another. And it's all about the vaccinations, those who've received them, who have not, and about their deep concerns of what's taking place. With all three of these, we will not be giving the city or the state of where these individuals are from or their names. The first one, my three siblings placed our 89-year-old mother in assistant living in January despite my objections during the coronavirus quarantine and lockdowns. I had her transferred near me and took over as health care proxy. I refused the vaccination for her in February. Now, unless she's vaccinated, she can't go off-premises unless upon return she is quarantined for two weeks. She is already struggling with mild dementia and with the rest of her children, spouses and children not visiting and calling once in a while. If she gets a vaccination, she could go out with my husband and me or with her sister and brother. Otherwise, she's pretty much imprisoned. I wonder if I refuse again that the care facility might oust her. I already have my mother-in-law living here with us since February of 2020. She's 91 years old and can do almost nothing. My mom gets great care and visits, and some days I bring her favorite meals. I agree with a friend of Medjugorje in today's writing for my husband and me, but for my mom, who is under the rules of her care facilities, I'm deeply conflicted. Are you able to direct me? Thank you. The second letter. I apologize to bother you with this, but it is very, very serious to me. My husband and I received the first shot two weeks ago only because we feared giving the virus to my new great-grandson. Now the second shot is April 16th, and I am too scared to get it. I need your advice as how to handle this. Should we not go to get it? Please help us with this. We have been preparing for many years what a friend of Medjugorje has been telling us. So to do something now against all this is scary. Please send me an answer or call me as soon as possible. We had just bought our third round of silver from Century, and now I feel like we have missed the whole point. Thank you, and God bless you all. 
And the third letter. Hi, I recently learned about Medjugorje. I'm almost twenty-nine, and I can't believe I never heard about it before. But God has perfect timing, and it must be for a reason. I just read today's publication, and I'm worried because I got both vaccines. Does that mean I was microchipped through the shot, and I have no chance for salvation? Does that mean all vaccines are bad and have microchips? Thank you for your response in advance. Just to go briefly through these letters, because it's basically the same subject, but it's different perspectives. What they're asking about the first letter. They were saying they're so conflicted about this, and it tears at their heart whether they give their mother the vaccination. Satan is very smart; he puts us in situations that there's no way out of it. He's a master at these things. March twenty-eighth, nineteen eighty-five. A lady said, "In prayer, you should perceive the greatest joy and the way out of every situation that has no exit." That's where he traps us. That's what he's always doing. Constantly do that. There's not always an answer to a letter because we are in his trap, and it's because all the world has been asleep. And that's what he's trying to wake us up to see these situations. That the only exit is through prayer, and through that, God would work things out. In regards to the second letter, they wrote that they said they missed the point. They've been listening to everything we talk about, and they said they're scared. Our Lady said, "Do not be afraid. Satan wants us to be hopeless because there's no clear path for us to take. So we have to resort to her words. That's why she's here. She knew that we, her children, was going to be entrapped." And thank God, she's given us these messages to direct us to change our situations or to protect us. The writing is here. She's here, is what the third letter was writing about. And we had several people saying that they had already had the vaccination, and now they're frightened or they're scared. Or what are they going to do? Or will they be marked by the beast? He has said in his letter that he just learned about Medjugorje, and he's had two vaccinations. And he says, "Does that mean that I have no chance for salvation?" Our Lady said, "Without love, there is no salvation." I want to make it clear that those who have walked toward these vaccinations and taken them in good faith and good will, you're not guilty of being marked by the beast. And you have to know your enemy. They're not going to put a chip in the first vaccination, and most likely not in the second. You got to be conditioned to make it acceptable. That's why you're hearing so much advertisement, so much news about it, about the vaccinations. Famous people getting pictures taken of the vaccination. It's all a propaganda thing to get used to that. Satan works by creeping gradualism, little by little. He's not going to put a chip in the first one, and most likely again, like I just said, in the second one. But now they're already saying there's another third shot may come in because of the strains of different states or different countries. Does that make sense to you? In the fifties, we took the polio shot, and it was finished. Once your body gets the immunities, your white blood cells read those things and protect you from that. Where did the science come from now? One shot, a second shot, now a third shot. See, after you have the third shot, there'll be enough people conditioned. What's the big deal? That's convenience. Satan wants to make convenience to be able to purchase things. And sell things. 
and people will go for it. The writing, it's here, she's here, the system is there. I want to give people who's got the vaccination without the understanding or being naive. God's not going to judge you that you accepted the mark. Chuck Denton wrote back in a feedback in regards to it's here, she's here. That quote, we face Satan's weaponized medicine Trojan horse vaccine. A perfect description. That's exactly what this is. The Trojan horse. They're going to give you the vaccination. They pulled the horse within the castle walls. They didn't jump out immediately. They did it in the darkness of the night. Chuck says, quote, Faith overcomes fear that God has already gave you protection. And part of having faith in God concerning Corona is to not to have faith in the vaccination. It's a trap. And that's where your discernment starts. This stuff is so over the top, so pushed down our throats so advertised through the news that you can see through prayer that something's not right with this. So no, we here at Caritas is not going to get vaccinated. We've had a lot of people calling us and telling us and writing us they're not going to do it. And that's when you become accountable. We know this is wrong. And yes, our bishops have fallen for it. Many of the priests have fallen for it. So to give you some hope and give faith what you can do for those who have taken those vaccinations, not understanding what they're walked into, the first thing I put out when I got into Medjugorje was the Pieta Prayer Book. We have put out almost two million of these booklets. What you'll find in this book is a 1,900-year-old prayer. I'm going to let that be read so that you hear it and you can transcribe it if you don't have it or call Caritas and ask for the Pieta Prayer Book. When you order it, don't just get one. You want to go at least 10 of them. Because once you start the prayers in there, you're going to put it in your glove box, you're going to put it in your purse, and you'll put them all over the place. The history with this prayer is that it was founded in the 50th year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the 1500s, it was sent from the Pope to the Emperor Charles when he was going into battle. And it is said that whoever reads this prayer or hears it, or carries it, will never die a sudden death, nor be drowned, nor will poison take effect on them. They will not fall into the hands of the enemy, nor be burned in any fire, nor will they be defeated in battle. And it is the prayer to St. Joseph. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God. I place in you all my interests and desires. O St. Joseph, do assist me by your powerful intercession and obtain for me from your divine Son all spiritual blessings through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that having engaged here below your heavenly power, I may offer my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary of contemplating you and Jesus asleep in your arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near your heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. St. Joseph, patron of departing souls, pray for me. Amen. Thank you.
Stay tuned to Radio Wave. This program will return after this short break. The St. Joseph Prayer, which a friend of Medjugorje just spoke about, can be found in the Pieta Prayer Book, a timeless collection of Catholic prayers. The Pieta Prayer Book contains over 50 traditional prayers, including the 1900-year-old prayer to St. Joseph, the Angelus, the 15 St. Bridget prayers, Stations of the Cross, the famous Prayer of Protection Against Storms, and many others. Millions of the Pieta prayer books have been distributed over the years and was one of the first prayer books offered by a friend of Medjugorje. You can get the Pieta prayer book for as little as 50 cents each when ordering in bulk. To order your copy of the pocket-sized prayer book or large print edition, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. When dialing from outside the United States, dial 001-205-672-2000. So now you might be saying to yourself, we've been conned. You better believe you've been conned. Did you know UPS and FedEx is way behind on the deliveries. And do you know what their excuse is? Vaccine deliveries. What a lie. It's a con. Well, there's millions of them being delivered. you got to have a discernment to know when you're being lied to. Well, it's all over the radio, all over the TVs, I'm sure, the same way. Everything is about the vaccination. It's going to be distributed to everybody, and everybody's overloaded. That makes sense. It doesn't to me. Because you got to know by reason that FedEx and UPS is not delivering to every single house. They're delivering this in bulk. And trucking companies doing the same way. And a lot of other avenues. And so they're overloaded. I don't buy that. Why would you buy that? Aha, what we got to do is peel the onion to see the lie. Layer by layer. So through reason, how can you come up to think that this is a lie without knowing all the facts, without data, etc.? You don't need all that. You just have to think. Have you seen every year UPS and FedEx ramp up to deliver millions of homes, multiple packages at Christmas, gifts, etc.? You cannot tell me what they deliver in Christmas and some homes getting 20 deliverers, 5 deliverers, 1, that these vaccines outnumber what happens at Christmas. See, you've been lied to. They want you to think there's such an emergency to these vaccinations, everything else has taken second seat. The bulk deliveries of these vaccinations doesn't even come close to the annual Christmas deliveries. See, all this is about making people to be desperate to want a vaccine because they're rushing it to everybody and it's backlogged everything. So if you go from UPS to FedEx to containers going overseas, parts, goods and services, air flight restrictions, and a hundred other things funnel down to one thing. Corona is going to kill you, cause you to be panic, scare you, frighten you, especially the elderly. 
all this to lead you to be begging for a vaccination shot. And then another second, maybe a third for another strain. You heard me talk about polio. We got it for one time in your whole life and you're taken care of. Think about this, people. And you can reason out the truth. This whole thing's a sham. And I said it was a con. Not in the context that the vaccination is con. We're being conned as individuals. As everything connected to this becomes more accepted on every level, every subject, every sports, industry, it begins to narrow down smaller and smaller to one thing, just like to a funnel. All this is to go to one goal, and it's the vaccination. And then they'll lead you to the funnel to the second, so that you can be so conditioned to get the device, the chip, the sensor, whatever it's going to end up into. Corona has been used to purposely cause shortages. They have to have the supply chain break down. So they have to come up with all the goals to get the vaccination, that people will want the vaccination, or they'll be forced to get the vaccination. How does that help that? They have to look at the supply chain, goods and services, products. How do you stop that? Well, you got to sit there and say, okay, at the ports, we have to, quote, urge that dock workers get a higher vaccine prioritization level. See, now they're the front line. we got to get that because we can't let them at the port spread corona. They've reported that $400 million an hour is being lost because of the backlog of the supply chain. They also are blaming it on the Suez Canal where the ship got stuck in there which I've, to me is very suspect, suddenly something goes aground. Do you believe these things? And it was only stuck for a few days, and yet they say this has knocked everything back months away to deliver in the containers. You might think, what has all this got to do with corona? That's true. What's it got to do with it? you got to make a run for the vaccinations to convince people we got to get the economy going again. The only solution is everybody get vaccination. Now, it's just people's voluntary. But when half the people in the country are getting the vaccination, what are they going to do with you? You're holding us back. You have to do by law. You can't travel. They're already talking about vaccination passports, and you can't fly. You can't buy a ticket unless you get the vaccination. This may sound complicated, because it is. So complicated, most people can't see it, and that's what several of the letters says, that I'm conflicted. Which way do I go? you got 80% of all the world's air conditioners coming from China. 80%. Garlic. In the United States, 70% comes from China. Another huge percentage from China is manufacturing our medicines. They're predicting short supplies. And they can bring up all kind of reasons, shortage of containers, the ship at the Suez Canal, all these other things. But it comes down to the funnel of a one thing. you got to get the vaccination. Do you know what they're saying about the end of this quarter? Right now, it's the beginning of the quarter. The end of it is going to be in June. In an article called Freightways, American Shipper by Greg Miller, they state, by the end of this quarter... Shoppers in America's stores could find more bare shelves. 
So when is the end of the quarter? June 25th, 2021, the 40th anniversary. Whether or not that happens is to be seen. Another article by David Payne states, short supply due to the coronavirus. It says certain consumer goods are getting scarce, and we don't just mean hand sanitizers and toilet paper. Can they make that happen? Is it going to happen? What we do know is, as Elay said, everything's falling apart. So what is the sum of this equation? What is our solutions? What steps should we be taking? Taking our lady for her words, everything's going to fall apart. We know commercialism, materialism, modernism is all enslavement. The system will go down. If that's the case, what should you be doing right now? All these things we spoke about, yes, it's about don't get the vaccination, but that's not all of it. You have to change the way you're living. Do you think in the future that you're going to have to put food up for the winter into a pantry? That you have enough to the next harvest time? Should you be doing that now? You say, well, I don't have no land. I don't have no ability. Do you want to wait till everything breaks down to make changes or adjust the way you live? Or would you be better off to take action now? What can you do now? If you say to yourself, okay, I'll just go to the grocery store, maybe they'll get shortages, and I'll be taking care of myself and get this and my family, whatever. And if it's short, it'll come back another month. How can we believe that when our ladies tell us everything's going to fall apart? The supply chain at the grocery store, you want to keep depending on that? Right now, you can start making a pantry. You may have an extra room in your house. It has to be on the kitchen. But man is always prepared for the winter. Spring you work in the October, the fall is when you harvest. And it makes a lot of sense that you have a year supply of food. Not to save yourself, that's how we need to be living. Because we're going to a life closer to the soil. Knowing all these things and what's happening and everything turning upside down, what our lady is saying, this impels us to go into action. If you've got a pantry, you need something 20 times bigger than that. Not to hoard, but to live that way. Go to research. Man's always put up everything from the harvest time. Modernism, refrigerators, freezers, has stopped us from canning, drying meats, preserving what we have. Yes, I said preserving in the natural way of what man's always done, not by preservatives in your food. Is that why so many people are sick? Is that consumerism? That's another word our lady said. Our lady makes a big statement about all what I'm telling you right now because we want everything instantly to us. And that's not a way of life because you depend on a supply system provided by Satan. He's built the system and the carpet's going to be pulled out from underneath you. Our lady says March 25th, 1996, in this time, you're alive right now in this time. Aren't you? Do you feel your heart beating? Hold it. You're alive right now. She says literally, in this time, when due to the spirit of consumerism. Do you see what she said? She says spirit. She's calling consumerism a spirit. Did you hear that? Contemplate that. Due to the spirit. 
not of consumerism itself, but the spirit of consumerism. And then she says, do not let Satan attract you through material things. What is material things? Consumerism. What is consumerism? Material things. And then she continues, after that, choose life and not death of the soul. When I read that message, it blew me away. And now it's arrived. Because years afterwards, that's when she says, everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. You need to change your sources of your supply chain. Your supply chains is getting your food from your ground, from your mouth, as quick as possible. Can you do that now? Can you panic because of that? You certainly can. But what you can do is make a bridge from now and make a pantry with a year's supply chain for you to take care of yourself and your family. In the interim, you can be working on where you're going to go from that point. What's important, it's going to happen no matter what. So do you want to wait, getting everything from the grocery store once a week or once every two weeks? And when it dries up, you think it's going to be easy in the dry wood? No, now is the green wood. Now is the time to act. It's all in the messages. This isn't something I'm trying to say to you, scare you. This writing, it's here, she's here. If you haven't read that, go read it. If you have to read it five times to give you motivation, do that. And I close with this message of February 2nd, 2009. Our Lady says, be ready for His works. Talking about God. And that's what we've been talking about. Work on your supply chain into a way of life. Not to save yourself, but to live holy, close to God. And with the end of that message is a warning. Quote, Our Lady says, Do not lose time, children, because you are not its masters. She didn't say master. She said parole. The devil has created many masters over man and individuals. We're enslaved. And we're out of time. You have to act now in the Greenwood. Not out of fear, not out of panic, but live differently. You don't have to have a plot of land to start immediately. Take the lessons from the squirrel who stores up the nuts for the winter. Nature is much smarter than we are because nature speaks to you. Remember St. Joseph's prayer to protect you from the poison of Satan. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje.
These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.